If you brought a Bible, go please to Matthew chapter 16. Chapter 16, verse 13. Si trajo su Biblia, vamos a ir juntos a Mateo capítulo 16, el verso 13 al 23. Matthew 16, verse 13 through 23. Aren't you glad you came to church tonight? Praise God. Tonight we're going to begin a new series of Bible studies called We Believe. Esta noche vamos a comenzar una serie nueva de estudios bíblicos llamado Yo Creo. It's going to be a, a basic study of Bible doctrine. Vamos a hacer una, un estudio básico de la doctrina bíblica. And so tonight we're going to begin... Uh, here in the book of Matthew, esta noche vamos a empezar en esta, uh, esta serie con Mateo 16, verso 13. We'll begin at Matthew 16, verse 13. Doctrine uh, is a very important part of the believer's life. La doctrina es algo muy importante para el creyente. And I bet if I asked all of you to define doctrine, we would all come up with a a different answer to what it means. Quizás si yo les pregunto qué es doctrina, muchos de ustedes darían una respuesta distinta a los demás. Entonces, vamos a definir qué es la doctrina. We're going to define what doctrine is, in particular Bible doctrine. And I just want to sum it up like this. Lo voy a decir fácilmente. Doctrine is what we as Christians believe that the Bible teaches. Doctrina, básicamente, es lo que nosotros como cristianos creemos conforme la enseñanza de la palabra de Dios. What you and I believe about God, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, about man, about the Bible, about the uh, end times, about any subject, money, uh, relationships, whatever, is going to be the defining foundation of the outcome of those areas of your life. Lo que usted crea sobre Dios, sobre el hombre, sobre uh, las relaciones, sobre el dinero, sobre los fines de los tiempos, sobre la Biblia, va a determinar el resultado de su vida. And I'm going to say that again because it's a very important fact for us tonight. What you believe will determine the outcome of your life. Lo que usted cree determina el fin de su vida desde el principio. So believing rightly can have a right outcome. Believing wrongly will have a wrong outcome. Creyendo bien y creyendo correctamente va a tener un resultado bueno y creyendo mal va a crear un resultado malo. Entonces vamos a ver en este pasaje tres tres recursos o tres fuentes de el entendimiento. We're going to learn tonight about three sources of knowledge. And as we look at those, I want to explain to you why Bible doctrine is so important. Are you ready? Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Now when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, 
He was asking his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, but you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples that they should tell no one that he was the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised upon the third day. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind upon God's interest, but man's. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, which is fully inspired, and it is your word to us tonight. I pray that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God, and that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation, that it might hear the word of God, and that they might receive it as seed sown into the fertile soil of their hearts. I ask for an empowering of the Spirit tonight as we begin this new series. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Amen. Doctrine is what we believe the Bible teaches. Uh, la doctrina es lo que creemos sobre lo que la Biblia enseña. And there are three sources of doctrine that you and I can get into. Hay tres fuentes de doctrina que usted y yo podemos uh, tener. Entonces, es importante saber cuál es la fuente correcta. So we want to be drinking out of the correct fountain. I guess that's probably how most of you feel about it, right? That's how I feel about it. When I teach you the word of God, I want to be teaching you out of the correct fountain of truth. Quiero darles, cuando yo les enseño la palabra de Dios, agua de la fuente de la verdad. Someone should say amen to that. That should be every pastor's desire. Se debe ser el deseo de cada pastor. Enseñar conforme la Biblia enseña. But what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to just take what I say and never go and test it up against the word of God. Lo que yo no quiero que usted haga es que tome lo que yo diga y luego nunca vaya y verifique lo que yo estoy diciendo con la palabra de Dios. Porque la palabra de Dios es la última autoridad para el creyente. The word of God is the final authority for the believer. Say amen. It is not the preacher, not the pope, not the president. It is the word of God. The final authority of the church. La última autoridad de la iglesia no es el papa, no es el pastor, no es el presidente. Es la palabra de Dios. Man will fail. 
God's word will never fail. El hombre se equivoca. La palabra de Dios nunca se equivoca. And now we have a story here, a, a little snapshot into the ministry of Jesus. Aquí tenemos un vistazo hacia el ministerio de Jesús. And in this brief story, this little account, we see three sources of doctrine. En esta historia que hemos leído, vemos tres fuentes de doctrina. I'm going to point them out to you real quick, and then we're going to go through them one by one. Se las voy a enseñar o mostrar brevemente, y luego las vamos a estudiar una por una. ¿Cuántos estamos de acuerdo? Are you with me? All right. Jesus is in Caesarea Philippi with his disciples. Jesús está en Caesarea de Filipo con sus discípulos. Y estando ahí, uh, en, uh, en un lugar donde uh, por costumbre los griegos creían que Hades había nacido, being in Caesarea Philippi near a place which by custom the Greeks believed that uh, Hades had uh, been born, uh, there was a conversation that began. Ocurre una conversación. Y Jesús hace una pregunta. And Jesus uh, makes, uh, asks a question. And this question reveals to us the first source of doctrine. Uh, esta pregunta nos revela el primer recurso, la primer fuente de la doctrina. He said to them, who do men say that I am? ¿Quién dicen los hombres que soy yo? Now by asking them the question, he revealed to them that men have learned doctrine from their own thinking. Cuando él hace esta pregunta, él revela que los hombres reciben enseñanza o doctrina de sus propios pensamientos. So the first kind of doctrine that you and I have to look out for is the doctrine of men. La primera doctrina que usted y yo tenemos que estar alerta es la doctrina del hombre. Who do men say that I am? ¿Quién dicen los hombres que soy yo? Y luego ellos le dicen, bueno, algunos dicen que usted es uh, Juan el Bautista, otros que es, es Jeremías, otro es que es uno de los profetas. So they said, well, men say that you are John the Baptist, or you are uh, Jeremiah, or you are one of the prophets. And so they, he, they respond to him with man's idea of what the truth is. Vienen a él y le dicen, esto es lo que los hombres piensan que es la verdad. And this is most likely the, the beginning of uh, most people's understanding about life, about God, about church, about the religion, about relationships, is man's own ideas. El, eh, la, la realidad es que la mayoría de los hombres toman de esta fuente de la doctrina del hombre. Now Jesus asks another question. He says, uh, but who do you say that I am? Ahora, Jesús les hace otra pregunta, dice, ¿Quién dicen ustedes que soy yo? And Simon Peter speaks up. Simón Pedro levanta la mano quizá y dice, Señor, yo sé quién eres. He says, Lord, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Dice, eres el Cristo, el Hijo del Dios viviente. You know, I was in the uh, summer school this year, and my students 
uh, they had a little characteristic thing, you know, they're teenagers, so they do stuff that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But when I would make a profound statement, they would go like this. So what does that mean? I said, Pastor, that was mind-blowing. Los estudiantes en el Instituto Bíblico me hacían así. Como que me explotó la mente con esa profundidad. Well, if, if, uh, if you had been there when Peter said that, it would have been mind-blowing. Eso es lo que ocurre cuando Pedro dice, tú eres el Cristo, el Mesías, el Hijo del Dios viviente. It was explosive. It was a mind-blowing revelation because Peter was declaring, Pedro estaba declarando que Jesús era el segundo personaje de la Deidad. That he was the second person of the Godhead. He was saying, you are the son of God. Tú eres el hijo de Dios. And we know that this was a true statement because Jesus responded, Jesús responde, and Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood, man's doctrine, did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Bendito eres, Simón Pedro, hijo de Jonás, porque sangre ni carne, la doctrina del hombre, no te enseñó esto, sino mi Padre que está en los cielos. So there's the second source of doctrine. Ahí está la segunda fuente de doctrina, y esta es la doctrina que viene de Dios. This is the doctrine that comes from God. Are you still with me? Now, uh, Simon is on cloud nine. Right? I don't know what cloud nine means, but apparently it means he was in an awesome place. Simon Pedro ahora se siente excelente porque él acaba de decir algo que hasta Jesús se quedó impresionado. He just said something that even Jesus seems to be impressed about. Bueno, bajan de aquel lugar, they come down out of that mount, life goes on, and Jesus begins to tell them, look guys, we're going to Jerusalem because I am going to be killed and die on the cross. Jesús le dice, mira muchachos, yo voy a ir a Jerusalén porque me van a matar ahí, crucificándome en un madero. And now Simon Peter, because he's a Bible scholar now. Ahora, Simón Pedro, porque él es un erudita, dice, uh, Lord, um, let, let's have a little chat. Dice, Señor, vamos a hablar un poco. And you see it there, it says that he, he called him aside. Dice que ahí que le dijo, se lo llevó a un ladito. Lord, let me, let me explain something to you because I know about these things now. You know, I just had this profound revelation of your Godhead. Okay. Yo acabo de tener esta revelación profunda de tu deidad. Así que yo te voy a decir algo que quizás no sabes, pero esto lo que tú estás diciendo, this thing about going to Jerusalem and uh, dying on a cross, he says, may it never be. Esto no, no es de Dios. Tú no Puedes ir a Jerusalén. No, don't, you got to stop thinking this way. You got to stop talking like this. Tienes que parar de hablar así. Parar de pensar de así. Porque eso no está bien. And Jesus now responds to him. Ahora Jesús responde a él y le dice, 
Apártate de mí, Satanás. Get thee behind me, Satan. He burst that bubble like that, right? Le sacó el aire a San Pedro. He just took the wind out of his sails. El erudita se hizo nada. The scholar became a nobody. Get thee behind me, Satan. For you are setting your mind not on God's interest but man's. So here's the third source of doctrine that men receive. And this is the doctrine of demons. Ahora vemos la tercer clase de doctrina que es la doctrina de demonios. So here's what I want us to do tonight. I want us to start classifying what we believe. Quiero que comencemos a clasificar en nuestra vida lo que creemos. Es doctrina del hombre, doctrina de Dios, o doctrina de demonios. I want us to classify tonight the way you think. Is it the doctrine of man? Is it the doctrine of God or is it the doctrine of devils? Because you and I are believing things on a daily basis. It comes from one of these three sources. Estamos creyendo diariamente cosas que vienen de una de estas tres fuentes de enseñanza. Who are you learning from? De quién estás aprendiendo tú? And I'm just going to kind of put it out there and want to warn us that because most of us, none of us were born saved. I don't know if you knew that, but none of us were born saved. Ninguno de nosotros nació salvo. Digan amén. Acabo la verdad. None of us were born saved. Say amen. It's true anyway, right? So from the moment you were born to the moment that you came to Christ, there was a good gap of time in your life where you were learning from Doctrine other than God. En ese periodo de tiempo, desde cuando tú naciste a que tú conociste a Jesús, estabas aprendiendo doctrinas que no eran de Dios. And many times, even though you've come into the faith, ahora aunque has entrado a la fe, siguen esas doctrinas controlando como tú piensas often even though you've come into the faith many of those old doctrines are still defining the way you think I'll give you an example of a doctrine of man a doctrine of man would say that you have to get even when someone does you wrong un ejemplo la doctrina del hombre te dice que te tienes que tienes que anivelar el caso cuando alguien te hace algo mal tú le vas a hacer algo mal para pagarles el mal now the doctrine of God is what forgive la doctrina de Dios es que el perdón so often as you're now walking in a new Faith. Ahora vamos caminando en la fe cristiana. Someone does you wrong. Alguien te hace mal. Eres cristiano. Ya te bautizaste en agua. Eh, a, a lo mejor hasta hablas en lenguas. Pero alguien te hace mal. Someone does you wrong. You've already saved. You're baptized in water. Maybe you even speak in tongues. But then someone does you wrong. And that doctrine that you learned when you were four. 
tells you, you got to get even. Aunque eres salvo, esa doctrina, cuando alguien te hace mal, esa doctrina que aprendiste cuando era niño, de que tienes que vengarte, te regresa, a, a, comienza a decirte, tienes que vengarte. And tells you, you can't sleep till you get revenge. No, no, no puedes dormir hasta que tú te vengues. Y recibe la venganza por lo que te hicieron. Is this making sense? So we have to we have to be conscious of this, and it's like you're sorting out an old trunk. Es como que estás limpiando un cajón lleno de cosas, and that 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 trunk is your mind. Esa ese cajón es tu mente, and as you pull things out, you gotta look at them and say, "Doctrine of demon, that box. Doctrine of man, that box. Doctrine of God, that's a keeper." Tenemos que estudiar nuestros pensamientos y al limpiar ese cajón a viejo decir esto es doctrina de demonios fuera esto es doctrina del hombre fuera esto es doctrina de Dios esto lo voy a guardar. Are you ready? Are you going to go through this with me? We're going to sort some things out. Vamos a limpiar algunas cosas esta noche. Let's deal first with the doctrine of man. Vamos a, a de, uh, Hablar primero de la doctrina del hombre. Go please to Mark chapter 7. Vaya primero conmigo a Marcos capítulo 7. Mark chapter 7. And as you find it, I just want to mention some of the ways the doctrine of man uh, works. It's really just the thoughts of man. La doctrina del hombre es, son los pensamientos del hombre. So what we're really talking about here is thoughts. Because the, the title of the series is we, what? Believe. We think some, a certain way about something. El título de la serie es creemos. Entonces estamos hablando de Pensamientos. La doctrina del hombre son los pensamientos del hombre. La doctrina de Dios son los pensamientos de Dios. La doctrina del diablo, pues son los pensamientos del diablo. The doctrine of man is man's thoughts. The doctrine of God, God's thoughts. The doctrine of Satan or of the, of the devil is Satan's thoughts. Now, which thoughts are you thinking? Did you know we could think the thoughts of God? Usted y yo podemos pensar los pensamientos de Dios. So this is one of, the man, one of man's thoughts. Man's thought is, in order to get ahead, you have to be first. El pensamiento del hombre es que para avanzar, para tener éxito, tienes que ser primero. Man's thought is, I have to be served. Tengo que que me sirvan. Man's thought says, I've got to keep everything I make. El pensamiento del hombre te dice, tiene que guardar todo lo que yo tenga. Now compare that to God's thought. God says, in order to be first, you should be last. Right? Mind blowing. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to be, if you want to be uh, blessed, then instead of keeping, you give. 
El pensamiento del hombre es para ser uh, primero, tienes que ser uh, el, el primero, pero Dios dice, el primero será el último. Y el último será primero. Y luego, uh, el, que, el que en el mundo, el que guarda las cosas es el que avanza, pero con Dios el que da es el que avanza. And then instead of being served, the, the thought of God is to serve. Entonces, el que viene a ser servido, no viene los pensamientos de Dios, porque el pensamiento de Dios es que el mayor en el reino será el que sirve. All right. Have you found Mark 7 yet? Ya llegaron Marcos 7, verse 6, verso 6. He said to them, Jesus speaking, Rightly did Isaiah prophesy to you, hypocrites, as it is written. The people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrine the what? Precepts of men, neglecting the commandment of God, and you hold to tradition of men. He was also saying to them, you are experts in setting aside the commandment of God in order to keep your traditions. Now here's what I want you to notice tonight, that Jesus identifies one of the chief ways that the doctrine of man operates. Jesús aquí identifica una de las mayores formas que la doctrina del hombre opera. He says in verse 7, that they have set aside the teaching of God for the teaching of men. Han puesto a un lado la enseñanza de Dios por sus propias enseñanzas. In another place, Jesus said to the Pharisees, you did not enter in, neither did you let anyone else enter in. Jesús también habló de los fariseos, les dijo, ustedes no entraron y ni dejaron a otros entrar por sus tradiciones. Because of your traditions. And I want to just challenge tonight that our traditions do not make biblical doctrine. Nuestras tradiciones no equivalen doctrina bíblica. You can have a tradition. It might even be a good one, but it doesn't measure up to the level of truth. Uh, pues, quizá usted tenga una tradición, pero esa tradición, aunque sea buena, no mide al nivel de la verdad. You know, many times people get uh, trapped in religion. A veces la gente se atrapa en la religión because religion will tell you the, 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 the do's and the don'ts. And often the do's and the don'ts are man's ideas, not God's. La religión te dice, haz esto, no hagas esto. Y a veces la religión um, pone la tradición sobre la palabra de Dios. And I've told you this story before, but it marked my childhood. Yo les he dicho esta historia antes, pero marcó mi niñez. I was in a, my dad was in a church in Florida. Mi papá estaba uh, en una iglesia en Florida. And uh, a woman walked in who was dressed like she worked on the street. We'll just say it like that. Una mujer entró vestida como que ella trabajaba en la calle. She was a woman of the night. Entró en lágrimas. She came in in tears. Sat on the front row. Se sentó en la primer banca. 
the pastor, this is before my father began to preach, antes de que mi padre comenzara a predicar, el pastor comenzó a hablar y dijo, esta es la casa de Dios y aquí el que entra tiene que entrar vestido en santidad. Así que no me entren aquí en, y comenzó a describir como ella venía vestida. And the pastor said, this is the house of God and if you're going to come in the house of God, you better come in dressed holy and you better not come in dressed. And he started to describe the way she was dressed. And she got up, walked down the aisle and left. Se levantó, salió por el pasillo y se fue aquella mujer. I was just about nine or ten years old, but I knew that this was not the doctrine of God. Yo tenía quizá unos nueve años, pero yo sabía que esta no era la doctrina de Dios. The Bible says this, if you do not love, you do not know God. For God is love. Jesus put love as the main doctrine of the church. Jesús puso el amor como la doctrina mayor de la iglesia. Y en ese momento, la doctrina del hombre perdió un alma. At that moment, the doctrine of man lost a soul. So I want us, I'm just going to lay it out, all right? Because I don't want you to get caught up in traditions that will spoil the, the true work of God. Yo no quiero que usted se envuelva en tradiciones que pueden echar a perder la, um, el fruto de la obra genuina de Dios. Somebody say amen tonight. Alguien diga amen esta noche. Jesus told the Pharisees, you have put your traditions above the word. Jesús está diciendo a los fariseos, han puesto su tradición encima de la palabra de Dios. Y esta es una doctrina del hombre. This is the doctrine of men. And so many times, if you and I as believers are not careful, we will take what we think and elevate it to what God says. Bad idea. A veces, si no tenemos cuidado, elevamos nuestro, nuestra idea a la doctrina de Dios. Muy mala idea. Look at what verse, let's read down here a little bit. Vamos a leer aquí un poco. Verse 14, verso 14. After he called the crowd to him again, he began saying to them, listen to me, all you and understand. There is nothing outside of the man which can defile him if it goes into him. But the thing which proceeds out of the man are what defile the man. Jesús dice, nada de lo que entra al hombre lo puede uh, uh, contaminar, pero es lo que sale del hombre lo que lo contamina. The doctrine of man comes out of man. It comes out of man's understanding. La doctrina del hombre sale del entendimiento del hombre. It's what I think. What I want. What I feel. 
And you know, I read this week, somebody said, I don't know who, who said it now, but uh, the, the, the Christian has to come to terms with the fact that his opinion does not matter to God. But no, I'm an American, and I have the right to my say. El cristiano debe, uh, debe entender que su opinión no vale con Dios. Es lo que Dios quiere, lo que vale. It's God's opinion that matters. There, it's real quiet in here tonight, but I know that I'm, I'm shooting straight, so I'm, I'm just going to keep shooting. My opinion does not matter. God's opinion matters. But it's what comes out of the man that contaminates him. Es lo que sale del hombre que lo contamina. I had an experience today. I was driving back from Corpus, and a young man came up to my car while I was putting gas. And anytime somebody comes up to you while you are uh, putting gas, it's it's a little unnerving. Anyway, but this guy was dressed rough. You know, he was dressed in all black, and he his hair was in weird formation, and um, he just looked rough. Okay. And I didn't know what to think of it, right? He just, uh, he looked mean. Esta tarde estaba echando combustible, regresando del hospital en Corpus. Y mientras un muchacho se acercó y estaba vestido de negro y se miraba malo. Y luego se acercó, he comes near me and he says, Pastor Isaac, is that you? I just love you, man. Y cuando él se acerca, dice, Pastor Isaac, eres tú? Yo te amo a ti. He said, two years ago, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when you were preaching. Dijo, hace dos años, yo fui bautizado en el Espíritu Santo mientras tú predicabas. You see, if what was on the outside could contaminate a man, then what he said would have reflected the outside. But you know, I have met some people dressed like a saint and they talk like a snake, right? They are venomous. Because it's not what's outside. It's what's inside that comes out and Lord help us when it comes out. No es lo que viene de afuera del hombre que lo contamina. Es lo de adentro. A veces alguien vestido bien formal puede ser más dañoso que alguien vestido parece que son malos y no son y una persona vestida bien santitamente y pero cuando comienzan a hablar y comienzan a salir esas cosas se da uno cuenta que lo que sale del hombre sus ideas sus pensamientos hay peligro ahí and here's what I want you to know tonight. Es lo que quiero que usted sea vea esta noche. Que los pensamientos del hombre son el peor lugar para recibir enseñanza. The thoughts of man are the worst place to learn. I, I, I'm not, I haven't picked too much on our presidential candidates, but I'm going to pick on one tonight. Uh, because they asked dear old Donald, you know, they said, uh, who are you talking to uh, about foreign policy and he said I am talking to myself le preguntaron al, al candidato Trump 
¿A quién estás hablando tú para la política foránea? Y él dijo, yo me estoy hablando a mí mismo. Okay, that's, that's Donald, right? But Donald has revealed human nature. Este candidato nos ha revelado la naturaleza humana. Human nature. We like to sit at our own feet and learn from ourselves. Nos gusta sentarnos a nuestros propios pies y aprender de mí mismo. A ver, ¿qué pienso yo de esto? What do I think about this? But the problem with that, el problema con eso, is that our mind sees things But it doesn't see them clearly. Our mind is limited. Nuestra mente está limitada. Why is it limited? ¿Por qué está limitada? Porque nuestra mente no sabe todo. Our mind doesn't know everything. Sorry, I just burst someone's bubble, right? <laughs> What are you telling me, Pastor? We don't know everything. And because we don't know everything... We, we can't actually properly define some things in our life. Our perspective is limited. Porque no sabemos todo, nuestra perspectiva está limitada, entonces hacemos errores en el pensamiento. How many of you have ever thought wrong? Just raise your hand. Come on, this is a 100% one, all right? ¿Cuántos han pensado mal en un tiempo? I thought wrong this afternoon. I thought the guy was going to be somebody. He wasn't. I thought wrong. Why? Because I didn't know everything. ¿Cuántos han pensado mal? Porque no sabíamos todo. And when you think wrong, it happens because uh, you assume things or you're learning out of your own mind. Uh, cuando uh, pensamos mal es porque nuestra perspectiva está es pequeña, or because we have a bias, o porque tenemos un favoritismo. You know that some of you cannot see a, a child doing wrong. Because you have a bias towards that child. Algunos de ustedes no ven cuando uno de sus hijos va a ser mal. Porque tienen un favoritismo hacia él. El otro, el momento que piensa hacer mal, ya lo está viendo. The other child, the moment he thinks about doing something wrong, you're already staring him down. And this other kid is jumping up and down and turning things up, and you can't see it. Everybody else can see it. But you can't see it because there's a bias. Now, I'm getting, I'm, I'm shooting so straight tonight. Estoy tirando bien directo esta noche. That's the doctrine of men. Esa es la doctrina del hombre. Say amen. Your bias will get you into trouble. Uh, tu favoritismo te puede engañar. This is why I don't want you to just take what I say and never go read your Bible. Because you don't, I don't want me to... I don't want to be your favorite preacher and then someday something is taught wrong and you don't know the difference because 
My favorite preacher said it. I heard it on the radio. I heard it on TV. My favorite preacher said it. They wouldn't lead me astray. Bias. <laughs> Blindness. Pero mi pastor, mi, mi predicador favorito en la televisión lo dijo. Sí, pero porque tienes favoritismo y no vas a la palabra, te está engañando. So, I want you to know, bias is blindness. El favoritismo es, es ceguera. I should be getting a thousand amens tonight, but I'm going to amen myself. The doctrine of man is dangerous. La doctrina del hombre es peligrosa. One of the other problems that we have, especially in our day, is that we are constantly being marketed to. Siempre el, el mundo nos está uh, vendiendo algo. And if you're not careful, the marketing of the world starts to shape your mentality. Y lo que el mundo vende comienza a formar tu mentalidad. Marketing will tell you that beauty is a certain thing and not another thing. And that's why so many of our young girls are beautiful but can't see it because marketing has told them something else. Muchas de nuestras niñas son muy hermosas pero no lo ven porque lo que el mundo vende como belleza es algo distinto a lo que ellas son. Come on, somebody. The doctrine of man is dangerous. La doctrina del hombre es engañosa. But I'll have good news tonight. Hashtag relieved. <laughs> Go to Romans 12. Vaya Romanos capítulo 12. Tengo buenas noches, nuevas, buenas nuevas esta noche. Había una, una mujer celosa, aquí no, pero en otro lugar. There was a jealous woman, not here, but in another place. Her husband worked at a wig factory. Su esposo trabajaba en un lugar donde hacían uh, pelucas, no películas, pelucas. Y un día llegó con un cabello negro en su hombro. He came home one day and had a black hair on his shoulder. And she said, she has dark hair, doesn't she? Dijo, me estás engañando con una mujer de cabello negro. No, pero como? But no, this can never be, right? And then the next day he came and it was a blonde hair. Luego el siguiente día era un cabello rubio. Dijo, me estás engañando con una de cabello rubio. You're cheating on me with a blonde, aren't you? No, no. And finally, he got he got a little wiser, and he made sure when he walked in the house, he had no hair on his on his shoulders. Y cuando ya aprendió un poco, se quitó los cabellos antes de entrar a la casa y dijo, "You're cheating on me with a bald woman, aren't you?" Dijo, "Me estás engañando con una que no tiene cabello." The doctrine of man. Esa es la doctrina del hombre. Pero hay buenas nuevas. Now, I hope 
tonight that I have laid at your doorstep the fact that you need to change the way you think. Espero que esta noche por lo menos le, le haya encargado esto, que usted tiene que cambiar la manera que piensa. Romans 12. I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Here's the good news, that you and I can have a transformed mind. Las buenas nuevas es que usted y yo podemos tener una mente transformada. In fact, you and I already have a transformed mind. En Cristo ya tenemos una mente transformada. Say this with me. I have the mind of Christ. So this week, when you go out and you confront a challenge... Cuando usted confronte una, un desafío esta semana, I want you to stop for a second and think. Doctrine of man. I can't think. I can't make a decision based on my thoughts. Because my thoughts are limited. And I sure enough don't want to make a decision based on Satan's thoughts. Because Satan will be right there and we'll talk about this next week. And he'll tell you this is unto death. This thing is over. You're not going to survive this. This is the end for you. And the doctrine of demons and the doctrine of man will team up and they will whip you. But you've got to decide this week. I have the mind of Christ. And you know what I do? I, it, it, sometimes it's just simple. It's just so simple. When you come up on a problem, here's what I do. I just say, Lord, tell me what to think about this. Because you know how the mind is, right? You get a thought, and then it just starts unraveling. Llega un pensamiento y se comienza a desenrollar la mente. La doctrina del hombre comienza a llenar tu mente. The doctrine of man starts unraveling in your mind. All of these thoughts. You got to, before you start that, just sit down if you had to sit down and say, Lord, tell me what to think about this. Diga eso tan simple, Señor, dime qué pensar sobre esto. Señor, dime lo que tú piensas. Lord, tell me what you think about this. And friend, when you make room for God, cuando usted hace lugar para Dios, He'll give you the thoughts of Christ. Él te va a dar la mente de Cristo. Te va a dar las ideas que vienen de, de Él. He'll give you His thoughts. He says to you tonight, your thoughts are not my thoughts. 
and your ways are not my ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so much higher are my thoughts than your thoughts and my ways than your ways. He says, my word, which I have sent forth, will accomplish that for which I sent it. So tonight, I want you just to stand on your feet. Vamos a ponernos en pie esta noche. And I want you just to raise your hands in the next few moments. And whatever it is, whatever area of your life where you need a new way of thinking, I want you just to ask the Lord, tell me how to think about this. Tell me how to think about this job, about this boss, about this relationship, about this decision that I have to make. Dile, Señor, esta noche... Dame tus pensamientos, enséñame qué es lo que quieres que yo piense sobre esto. Because if I get involved, I'm going to make a mess of it. If I do this my way, I'm going to make a mess of it. But if you teach me, if you give me your thoughts, you give me the answer that I need, it's going to come out right. Come on, just exercise your faith in that direction. Ejercita tu fe en esa dirección. Lay down your opinion for a moment. Lay down your thoughts. Just say, God, I need to know what you want me to think about this. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. I'm above this problem. I'm above this storm in your life, says the Lord. Trust me. Él dice esta noche, yo estoy encima de tu problema, encima de esta tempestad, confía en mí.